0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for hanging out. I'm Kat Shear, and this is a special presentation from Clydesdale Media. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone about our sponsors. RX Smart Gear provides world-class jump ropes, grips, and other gear for us all. Use the code Clydesdale15 for 15% off your order at rxsmartgear.com. Mobility Movement is a program that teaches you how to increase your capacity to heal, reduce recovery time, and restore your nervous system to peak health. Everyone gets a seven-day trial, and after that, our followers get their first month free when they use the code Clydesdale free Month at mobilitymovement.com. And finally, C4Energy, delivering the most effective, best-tasting, and highest-quality products, get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. And joining us today on the show for Meet the Athlete, we're chatting with Atlas Games semifinalist, Nikki Matarazzo. How are you? I'm doing
1: really well, thank you, how are you?
0: Good, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so I, uh, much for having me on. You, you are our first guest from the Atlas oh, Games.
1: Amazing, very cool.
0: <laughs> so we're trying to get with everybody and just uh, to give you a little bit of recognition and notoriety to make sure that people know who you are so that when they see you on the field, you know, they have just a little bit of a, more of a personal connection to you. Um, I do a little bit of research, but we're gonna learn a lot more than what I've discovered, hopefully. Um okay. on the CrossFit Games. website it says that you're 31 years old and I don't know how tall you are because I don't do centimeters. Um how tall are uh, you? Are you tall, short, average? No, I'm short. I'm five two. Five two? Okay, that's me. too. Yeah. How many centimeters okay. is that? 150 something? 152, 150. I think. Yeah, 152, I think. I think right, I I'm, hope I'm, just, <laughs> I'm jotting this down for future uh future mm-hmm. reference because Uh, I would imagine at Atlas Games, we're going to get a lot of Canadian athletes that um, use the metric system. So that's helpful for me. Um, Do you have dual citizenship?
1: Uh, Yes, with Italy, though. So that's probably what you saw on the CrossFit Games website because I competed as an Mm -hmm. Italian for two years. So I do. I uh, got my Italian citizenship when I was playing professional soccer overseas in 2009. And it was just Mm -hmm. easier for all travel reasons so i have yeah i have my canadian passport as well as my italian one
0: very cool yeah um so tell us a little bit about your professional soccer career
1: oh my goodness it seems like so long ago now it's almost been 10 years but it was an incredible period of my life i started playing soccer when i was like four probably and i always wanted to play professionally, I just didn't know in which capacity. And so Mm -hmm. when I went to my first year of university, so college um, in the States, but university in Canada, I went through my first year and had the opportunity to go overseas to play in a couple of tournaments. And at that point in time, I was scouted by two separate teams. And the first time that someone reached out, I turned it down because I didn't I didn't know if I wanted to do it. I wanted to finish my school first. But when the opportunity came around again, I thought, you know, I have to give this a try. I had never heard of Sardinia before, which is an island off the southwest coast of Italy. But mm-hmm. I thought, this looks beautiful in pictures. So let's go for a year. And then one year turned into five years, four of which were in Italy, one of which was in, in England. And it was just so incredible. So I hung up the soccer boots at 23 and have been doing oh, wow. this ever since. Yeah.
0: Where did you go to school?
1: So, I went to school physically in person in Kingston, Ontario. So, it's just a, mm-hmm. a university here in Canada. And then when I moved overseas, I continued my studies with three different schools because at the time, we think like 10 years ago or more, online learning, virtual learning wasn't really as popular as it obviously is now. So, I wanted to get a degree in psychology. And at the time, no school that I wanted to get a degree from had a full online program. So, I like pulled okay. courses. From different universities, and so I, my, my actual uh, undergrad is from an online university called Athabasca, but it consists okay. of courses from three different
0: schools. A little a mishmash of uh, of courses yeah. taken from a different bunch of different places. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter how you get the credits, right? Just get them and, right. and move on. <laughs> yeah. So when did you start CrossFit? Then during your career as a soccer player or after?
1: Yeah, so I started near the end. I came home one summer, as I always would do, and I wanted to stay fit, but in a new way. And so I heard of CrossFit, I, or I had heard of CrossFit, and people had talked a lot of great things, obviously, about it, and said that it's a great way to stay fit for other sports. So I gave it a try. I trained CrossFit all summer, and then I went into what ended up being my last season of soccer, having done CrossFit for two months. At that point in my life, I was pivoting from the Italian league to the English league. And as I was mm-hmm. playing in the English league, I was doing CrossFit in London, uh, like in the UK. And I started to love being in the gym more than I liked being on the pitch. And so when I ended up moving back home, somewhat abruptly at the very end of 2013, I pivoted right to CrossFit and have basically been doing CrossFit ever since. So mid 2013, I mean, and here we okay. are, gosh, 10 years
0: later almost. <laughs> So your story sounds a little bit like um, Jen Dancer. Do, are you okay. familiar with her and her story? So Jen uh, and Sam Dancer. I know that's the name. Yeah, so she was a professional soccer player too. And she would, she played in Europe, I believe, and came home for like a summer and met Sam. He was like a trainer and he trained her and like he, he was doing CrossFit like workouts. And you know, they knew right away that they wanted to be together. She went back to wherever she was playing and then they ended up getting together. So it just reminded me of that. Oh, when you said that they cool. came back and, and found it. You didn't, by any chance, meet your future wife when you were home for CrossFit, did you?
1: <laughs> well, actually, not so suddenly or so soon, but I definitely met my my future wife in less than two months because I am getting married very soon. Um, yeah, we met fifty-four days. Yeah, 50 something 40s. like that. Yeah. yeah 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 Count, counting those down uh so talk about like semi semi-final training while also planning a wedding it's been great yeah,
0: that's got to be stressful <laughs> but um
1: but see the whiteboard it's just full of things to do just crossing things off but uh, yeah so i met uh, yaja her, her name is yaja and uh she she was a very competitive crossfit athlete for a number of years and um And we met in 2017, um, because we came in Canada East at the time, we came 23rd and 24th in the Canada East region during the open. Mm -hmm. And that year it was my first year making it to regionals, but I ended up going team because I'd committed to my James team. She ended up going and I didn't know her at the time. She ended up going as an individual. And so I kind of, for lack of a better word, I kind of stalked her all weekend long just to be like, oh, I wonder how I would have done. We clearly finished Mm, open and then I still, I didn't really know her. And I was like, Oh, she's cool. Um, And then I messaged her afterwards just to say, Hey, great job. And we started talking and things kind of went from there. Uh, So we decided to meet up for a local CrossFit competition. Cause at the time we were living about three hours away from one another. And when Mm -hmm. she came down for the weekend, it was like, all right, let's, let's give this a try. And we've basically been inseparable ever since. So it's, it's going to be five years uh, just next month.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. Congratulations on your upcoming nuptials, too. That's exciting. You You got a lot going on. Um, Mm -hmm. I noticed, too, that I saw you on the roster at the Rogue Invitational in 2019. How did that come about?
1: Oh, my gosh. That was such a whirlwind looking back. So I legit, I stumbled upon Rogue doing a qualifier for this thing called the Rogue Invitational. And I was like, I'll give it a try. Like, why not? I was coming off a pretty heavy competition year in 2018. I did like 10 comps. I was in the UK for uh, functional fitness stuff. And it was, it was the whirlwind of of things going on. And so I stumbled upon the qualifier and I was, I was quite shocked to qualify. And it really wasn't until I got there that I realized how big and how incredible incredible this competition would be. And so that was probably one of the most challenging points in my career. CrossFit career. It was, it was just a weekend full of learning experiences. And if I, Mm -hmm. I got severely, um, severely burned by the ropes in the first workout. Okay. And it really threw me for, for a loop for the remainder of the weekend. But each day I would just come back and I was like, you know, I'm going to do my best. And so um, it was just, it was really, really cool being there. And looking back, I learned so much from the weekend and it was, the hardest moment in CrossFit for me, I would say, was that weekend, but also probably the, I got so much out of it because of the multiple
0: challenges that came out throughout the couple of days. Mm-hmm. That was like the first time that we had seen rope climbs with a weighted vest, I think, too, yeah. right? That yeah. sort of, there was one girl on a team, I think, that really sliced her hand pretty, pretty severely and I think had to withdraw maybe or, yeah, that was the one that she had to withdraw. And then remember the girl that like came with them to the gym did that, did those snatches. At like 145 or 155, and everyone was going yeah. nuts about it,
1: which was so yeah. cool. Was cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. that.
0: That was amazing. I got to that was one of my very first, um, judging experiences. I got to judge at the invitational, so I was there. I sure sh- I shared the bathroom with you. We oh, I remember, <laughs> I remember like my friend was doing like Sarah Sigmund's daughter hair. She was a judge, she was an athlete, and they, she was doing her hair in the bathroom. Like, okay, it was okay. so such a cool experience, like for everybody involved, and such an intimate. You know environment
1: well so, so just uh, just a little uh, yeah. like peek into one of the m- most memorable moments of that weekend was so the day before when we were getting uh, like version of all the events the mm-hmm. deadlift um burpee pull-up event we like walked through what it would look like and right. oh, I, oh I know exactly what you're gonna say go ahead oh <laughs> okay so too, right <laughs> yeah so i wasn't so at the at before like before this happened and and mm-hmm. chatter occurred, they weren't going to have any mats. So you're yep. just going to have to jump from the ground. And I was the only person who tried it and legit could not jump to the bar. I've been working on my vertical, I promise. But like, I was not, I wasn't reaching. And so I, I started to panic a little bit. I'm like, I'm just going to stare at this bar for a little bit. And Tia actually pulled me aside and we were, I like, remember it so vividly, like we were walking back and she's like, it's going to be okay. You're going to do your best. You're going to, like, it was just such a cool moment because she saw the struggle that I was going through in that moment thinking I'm only going to do 21 deadlifts or whatever the workout was and not be able to jump to the bar. And so she, she was able to like, bring me back down. And then they ended up giving us um, uh, mats anyways. And then I proceeded to do strict pull-ups. So once again, big learning <laughs> opportunity to place that weekend I feel like I've grown since 2019 but
0: um that was, was a that was a muddy talk. mess too that workout out yeah. because the, yeah. the ground was really wet and I think Camille LeBlanc-Bazinet couldn't reach either because I remember yeah. talking to her about it in the bathroom she's like this is ridiculous like they have to give us risers
1: <laughs> yeah it was so high
0: <laughs> that's funny yeah it's those those eight foot bars are just impossible for us to jump to. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. So that sanctional season, um, sort of talk us through the, the evolution of, you know, your athleticism and your, you know, way through the sport. Did COVID sort of hold you back a little bit with all that oh or was sh- other, were other things going on?
1: Yeah, you know, it's so interesting to think back, like, I feel like I could tell a story and I haven't really walked through it myself, but so 2019 Rogue Invitational takes place and I decide after the Rogue Invitational that I need a a true break from competing because I was both like physically and mentally drained after that weekend. And I was like, I just want to work. I had come off 2018, having done 10 competitions, go into Rogue Invitational, a lot of learning, a lot of hardship. I needed a little bit of a break. So we proceed to um, go through the rest of that season. And I believe it was in 2019 that I pivoted coaches. Um, okay. Gosh, I'm going to speak out of term, but I think I did. I think that was when I uh, switched coaches to um, Dom D'Agostino, who is a coach down in Naples, Florida with the Brute yep. Crew, which is really cool because at the time that didn't, wasn't really a thing, but now it is. And um i did my quarterfinals <laughs> really down is. there yeah yeah so i did my quarter down there with with that crew which was which was really cool i'm like 10 years older than everybody but that's fine as well <laughs> um uh that yeah that those, those guys are really really cool down there so i i pivoted to to dom i think it was in november of 2019 and then mm-hmm. and then or, or sorry something something like that but um yeah then 2020 happens. And I was actually at Atlas games when everything shut down in March of 2020. So then for two years in Canada, it was very challenging to get inside a gym. So I would say that what I learned over those two years is you don't need much to stay fit. Like I believe that before, but I believe in even more now. If 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 you just mm-hmm. have the willpower and the determination to stay fit, you can you can do that. So my fiance and I decided to to take our garage and turn it into as much of a gym as we could. But there was no like doing muscle ups or anything like that. We don't have a high enough roof uh, in in the garage. But we we outfitted it with what we could and we trained in the gym uh, in the garage for about like two years, honestly, like 2020 to into the end of 2021. So the whole last, the whole season last year doing the virtual semifinals, I was just so thankful to be able to sort of compete, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just really proud of, of sticking to the routine, working with my coach saying like, okay, I have a rower and a skipping rope and that's basically it because I haven't received any plates yet from the gym or from Rogue. Rogue was a mm-hmm. Big, a big help throughout the uh throughout the two years so just yeah. chipping away at what we could do and then finally when the gyms opened up here in Canada which was pretty late in the game. It was all right. Let's get back into it. Let's get back into a routine. And I took the the mindset that I had throughout COVID, and then just started to apply it back into the gym. And and here we are. And I feel like I've never been more fit than I am today. And I'm really I'm really excited to compete in person. I know so many of the people who are going to be at Atlas because I've been in the sport for so long. So I'm excited to mm-hmm. see all those people. Um, I think it's just going to be a really fun weekend. And I'm, I'm I'm honestly just so grateful that I get to compete in person after
0: the last two and a half years of, of quite a tumultuous ride yeah that's awesome have you been watching uh the semis up until now
1: yeah a little bit i don't I don't watch as much as some athletes probably do but mm-hmm. i have I have a family and friend base around me that loves streaming <laughs> streaming them so okay. I definitely have been watching and of course like I have friends in 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 the sport that I want to watch compete so I've definitely mm-hmm. watched snippets of all of the all of the semifinals so far yeah.
0: So now that you've seen, you know, two of the events that you're going to do, you've seen some other people execute them. Plus, on top of the events that you have, how are you feeling about these events? Are there any that you're excited about that you want to give away that you're excited about?
1: <laughs> oh gosh, oh, I don't, I don't. Um, so I'm excited to see what I can do with the strength event. So strength has always been an area of development for me, and it's something that I have worked really uh, like a lot on. But it's always going mm-hmm. to be something that I chip away at. And I really surprised myself in in quarterfinals, which was so cool. And the hype again down in Naples was amazing. I was just on cloud nine hitting the list that I hit there. So I've given the complex a try. It's it's not going to be a 245, right? Like it's going to right. be in, the, in in the the late hundreds, early two hundreds, hopefully, mm-hmm. but I haven't, uh, I haven't really decided what my openers are going to be, but I'm excited to see what I can hit with the crowd. We have a good crew of like eight people going down from my home area. So uh, I think nice. that's going to be really fun just to see what I can do. And then the other event that we know is legless rope climbs. Um, I'm super excited for the event because I've been working a lot on my legless rope climbs. I'm okay. a little nervous because I've never done the grab and tap. And hmm. I like, I'm picturing not tapping or missing or falling, but I just have to get that out of my head and just embrace that that's going to be the process. And there are, you know, hundreds of other people who have done it before, so I can do it too. Right. So I'm excited to see how, um like how I can do the, do on the, that event. Um, I'm really, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And then, and the other four events, I don't really know what we're going to see, but I, I don't really it's not like I don't want to see anything. I think whatever they mm-hmm. throw at us, we've been training quite a quite a wide range of things. I love muscle-ups, burpees, a lot of gymnastic stuff, handstand walking, working a lot on those, handstand push-ups. Uh, heavier snatches, never been a forte, but again, working on those. So I kind of like when they throw something that isn't a strength necessarily because you get to see how much improvement you've, you've had, which is one of my yeah. – uh, yeah, one of the things that I –
0: feel fulfilled by. Awesome. Is, um, is Yaja a training partner of yours? Do you, do you guys train together?
1: I wouldn't say we necessarily train together that much. We're really good when we compete together. Um, We do really well. We're both the same height. And so we can move well together and then being partners, we can communicate and whatnot. Um, We Mm -hmm. actually did the, when they had the pair, like when CrossFit hosted the pairs competition, we ended up coming Mm -hmm. with 11th in the world, which is really cool just to do that together as a couple. But I would say we don't train together partly because we have different goals right now. She Mm -hmm. is in the process of becoming a firefighter. So a lot of her training is specific to fire and just our schedules. So she right now works full time at the gym as she's working towards becoming a firefighter. So she's working when I'm training. Like I train 6am to 8am and Mm 6pm to 8pm. And that's typically when she, working or finishing her workday, whereas she'll train in the middle of the day when she doesn't have clients or classes. Um okay. but when we when we get together and do a like a workout together if it's on the weekends, we have lots of fun. I would say if it's like a grinding workout and it's just like a 40 minute move, she will whip my butt every single time. She's just <laughs> she just loves the,
0: she loves the long pieces. That's that's for sure. Okay.
1: Um
0: it looks like you've partnered with the Out Foundation to raise money for Out Athletics. Do you wanna tell us a little bit about that organization and how you came to be affiliated with it? Yeah, so I,
1: I partnered with them last year. I didn't partner with them this year. Um, for- okay. Multiple reasons, but um, not—they're a great, great foundation. Don't get me wrong. Um, it was more just around getting it set up in time and planning a wedding, and all these other things. But last right. year, I did partner with them to raise to raise money, and I stumbled upon them actually through Sam Briggs. Um, so she had posted about supporting that foundation, and so I did some research and I thought, wow, like this organization literally is for creating an inclusive environment for fitness for LGBTQ plus individuals. It's something that I absolutely wanted to get behind. And so I, 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 I wanted to, to raise money for, for
0: the foundation last year. And so that's what I decided to do. Okay. You must not have a whole lot of stuff on your Instagram from then until now, because I assumed it was this year and I apologize for not checking the date when I saw it when I was going through your feed, you know, I was making some notes. Do you still, um, do you still work at Dell?
1: Oh yes. Yeah. 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 That's why I live at this computer. (laughs) Like this is my, my office space. Uh, So yeah, I've been working for Dell for, oh my gosh, it's going to be, I think eight years, eight or nine years coming up in December. And what do you do for them? So I'm in tech consulting and tech sales. So I work with about 60 organizations in Ontario and I consult for them and sell them Dell technologies or Dell solutions. So um, basically it's, it's, it's all about figuring out what challenges they're facing in the organization and determining what tech is going to help solve those challenges. And it's really cool. I I mean, I think it's cool. Not everybody would think think it's cool, but (laughs) tech really does drive the world. That's why we can have this conversation right now. And in order for us to have an effective conversation, like we have to have the right compute capacity. We have to have a good wireless connection and all of these things. Well, businesses need so much more than just like a one-on-one conversation
0: because they have Mm -hmm.
1: hundreds or thousands of employees. So I I work with like it teams
0: at different companies and and consult. Cool. Do you still have your level two? Do you, you have your level two? Yes. Yeah, I do. Do you do any coaching?
1: Uh, Yes, I do. So I coach right now. I coach about once a month at the CrossFit gym that I've been a part of for the 10 years. Uh, Once Mm -hmm. the season is over, who knows when that's going to be. I'll pick up some more shifts, but I coach part time because of my passion for it. Like I love coaching. I love seeing like so many CrossFit coaches, right? I love seeing people achieve their goals. That's one of my main drivers in life. So I I do coach, but not as much as I used to. And that's just basically because time is limited and you have to prioritize. And right now, I'm so focused on like my full time job, which is like a nine to five or more, and then sure. full time training um, plus wedding and all this other stuff. So I've, I've I've definitely like reduced my hours, but I I'm at the gym all the time, and I and I love coaching when I can. And oftentimes, if if a coach is in a bind and they're like, "Hey, can you grab my shift?" I'll be like, "Yeah, for sure." Like I'll jump in and because I love it and I love the community and I I know all the members and whatnot.
0: So it's it's great. I, like I love being there. Yeah, I think we all do. Uh, I noticed that when Dave Castro was let go, you were moved enough to actually post something on your Instagram at the time. How do you feel about that? And how are you feeling now about CrossFit and sort of the state of affairs?
1: Yeah, so I, I think, so at the time I was nostalgic and I felt bad, like truly bad for this man who had dedicated so much of his life to this organization, I did take it, I took a look at it from a business standpoint, honestly. And, Mm -hmm. and I saw this, this individual who was very high up in a company who had given so much of himself get let go by someone who hadn't been there very long. And I was like, gosh, you see this in the corporate world so often, that's just so unfortunate, but it's also reality. And so Mm -hmm. by posting and by reflecting, I, I really did feel bad because I don't know all of the ins and outs and whys, but I know that the sport is what it is it because of him. And it's so unfortunate mm-hmm. that, that he didn't really have a say. And uh, now yeah. where do I stand to today with, with CrossFit as a, as a, as a company, CrossFit as an organization. Again, I look at them, even though I'm so passionate with the sport and I love playing it and I love what it's done for my life. I've found the love of my life. I've been able to travel the world like This might be an unpopular opinion, but CrossFit is first and foremost a company, like a for-profit organization. So they're going Mm -hmm. to make decisions for for the company. And and I think some of the decisions that they make um, don't necessarily keep the athletes in CrossFit games, sport, top of mind. And we saw that through the 2022 season. So many athletes were negatively affected by poor decision-making. Poor Mm -hmm. decision-making by by people who are athletes or maybe not athletes and don't necessarily understand like the, the, the needs of, uh, of the athletes. So it's, it's, it's hard, but they're not, they, as in CrossFit, they are not unique in that just like all of these other sports leagues, they're imperfect and they are run by imperfect people. We're all imperfect people and we can't expect perfection from anybody. So, it's unfortunate when 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 things go wrong, but we also have to have, as my lovely fiance would say, we have to have grace and understand that these are people who for the most part are trying to do what they
0: believe is best. Yeah, I like that, good sentiment. Um, back to the Atlas games, how far away do you live from the competition? Five hours or so, not are
1: too Are you far. driving, flying? Yeah. Driving. driving, yeah, we're driving. Um, Partly because some people still can't get on airplanes in this country. That's all I'll say about that. Yep, um, okay. <laughs> so, so we are, we are absolutely driving, but that's okay. I love road trips. It's going to be interesting because of when registration is, we're going to have to leave in the middle of the night on, uh, on mm. Thursday morning. Um, and for, multiple reasons we can't leave wednesday night but it'll be it'll be a good road trip so we're going to drive probably like leave two or three a.m on wednesday or sorry on thursday morning drive to montreal and then register check in at 12 and then we don't compete until the afternoon on friday so we've got a good chunk of time and yeah nice. i'm really excited
0: who's uh who's who has your coach's pass for the weekend
1: so my coach dom has my coach's pass so he will hopefully okay, so he'll be there.
0: Yeah. Barring any travel challenges,
1: which in today's world, you never know. um, He will be here. He's scheduled to come in. I hope he does. He's scheduled to make it in on Tuesday next week, which I'm so excited about because I only see him like once a year if I'm lucky. So if he's able to make it, I know. Oh, he's. I think he's going to the Granite Games as well because of the Brute crew and each of the Brute athletes had a different, um, had a different semifinal. So he, this will be week four of semifinals for him. So I'm pretty yeah. sure he's exhausted. But if he makes it in <laughs> on Tuesday, I'll be just so over the moon and we'll host him here at our house and then we'll drive to Montreal together.
0: Perfect. That sounds great. What would you say is your ultimate goal for the weekend then, Nikki?
1: So I would say my ultimate goal for the weekend is to truly enjoy... Every moment, like standing on the starting mat, looking up and just taking in the fact that I'm here in person, giving everything that I have in in every workout, dealing with adversity, if and when it comes up, because it's rare to have a perfect weekend. Uh, And so that I can get to the end of the weekend and know, yes, I gave it my all. Two, I had fun. And three, I mean, see where the cards fall. I've worked really hard and... I mean, I I think anything can honestly happen. So I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing seeing what happens. But I don't necessarily have like a concrete placing goal. I think mm-hmm. um, I, I'm I'm absolutely going into the weekend wanting to make the that that top five. And uh, sure, if, if I can do it,
0: that would be that would be incredible. Good. And my last question: What would you like people to be saying about you after watching you compete next weekend?
1: Oh my goodness. That's a very good question, deep, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm all about the deep questions and just <laughs> about life. That's the way I live. Yeah. So I would say if, if I had somebody a stranger looking at me competing and like being like, Oh, that girl finish that sentence. Yeah. Um, I would say like, I would we want them to say like, that girl works really hard. You can see that she's giving hundred percent. And I would say like that girl, girl cares about the people around her, like her other competitors. I am a competitor and I want to win, but we are going to be 30 girls on that competition floor. And I really think it takes a village, including the village of competitors. So I want someone to be like, oh, hey, that girl really cares about the girl beside her or the other, the Mm -hmm. other women on the floor, because I know what I've sacrificed to make it to semifinals and all of the other girls have sacrificed the same or more. And so sure. they're just going into the weekend. I have a base level of respect for all of my fellow competitors because it takes a lot of time and effort to to, to get to the
0: stage. Yeah, and, and they should be honored to share the floor with you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. that it's been really nice getting to know you thank you for your time tonight and uh, we wish you the best of luck at atlas and stay tuned for more interviews with uh, your fellow female competitors amazing i'm looking forward to watching them thank you so so much for having me yeah you're welcome have a great night thanks so much all right cool you too